Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody. We're with the Hearthstone podcast, where we're serving up the basics for Hearthstone improvement. Welcome to episode 28. As always, I am here with my co-host, Tito. Hi, everybody. And Doc's wrong because I messed up the show notes. It's actually episode 29. Oh, I even corrected the show notes that said 29. Well, then, welcome to episode 29, everybody, where I don't know how to read. Uh, And... (laughs) Today, we have the legendary hunter main himself, Sidisi. Sidisi, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. So, Sidisi, what have you been doing inside of Hearthstone recently? Well, I uh, recently got Legend um, for the 61st time. Um, with Congrats. Oh, thank you. Uh, with a uh, kind of a face hunter with with hound extra hounds in it hounds and aerosmiths we were we were rocking out to uh destroying paladins ah yeah so it was, it was it was a nice fun list so i hit legend i've been trying a bunch of different meme decks i think maybe we'll get into that more later but uh i couldn't quite punch it in with more of a meme deck so i uh i went with a different mix of good cards nice uh tito how about yourself I also recently hit legend, which was nice. I wanted to, I re- the goal was to really hit it like on day four and five or something really early, and I just didn't get there. But it's fine. Uh, I got there in the first half of the month. I'm not going to be at the here at the end of the month, so I can't really worry about a finish. Uh, I'll be in Disney World that last week, but I'm still pretty happy. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, so I, I I climbed with a bunch of different things, trying to get my mostly warrior because I want to get. I'm within I think 30 games now of getting warrior to a thousand. So I've been trying to play with the Warrior. And I'm going to go back to Warrior, but um, they say if you can't beat them, join them. So I played some Pure Paladin to get to uh, the final three or four ranks. And um, I played a lot of Menagerie Warrior. It's been fun. Uh, But now that I've gotten there, I've actually been playing some Hunter. So um, it's been a lot of fun. And we'll talk about that. Uh, How about yourself, Doc? What have you been doing? Yeah, so I hit uh, Plat 7 which uh, for me for about the last year and a half is one of the higher ranks I've achieved Uh, just because usually what'll happen is I don't really have a great multiplier. So by like gold five, it's one star a game. And so I just get burnout fairly quickly comparatively on the climb. So then I switch to BGs or something else. But uh, yeah, so since gold five, I haven't had a single star bonus other than just win streaking. But uh, I've done it all with Pure Paladin, say for a couple games early on with uh, Enrage Warrior. And I actually did most of my climb with uh, pre-mini set Pure Paladin. And then I took out one Funk Fin, threw in the new six-mana weapon, and that made a big uh, that made a big difference. Now, I know we've talked about this before, but if I really think that if every season you just... Make the grind for one more half level. So if you go from like uh, platinum five to diamond, and then the next month you worry about getting that one star and not trying to burn out all at once and get all the way to legend, but if you just get one block every month higher than you were before, um, you'll be there in no time because you get the skills. Well, thank you. Yeah, I definitely have to try that because i definitely haven't been doing it that way <laughs> yeah oh you do don't 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 look at legend don't say i gotta get the legend that's so far away just say okay 
I maxed out at platinum ten, or I, I don't even know what the other the, the, the order of the ranks are, but um, I, I maxed out at platinum ten. This month I'm just gonna get the platinum five, and then I'm gonna get the diamond ten, and then I'm gonna get the diamond five, and then you'll have the nine star bonus, and then you we push it a legend. That's it. Goals are good, but you don't have to overdo it either. If it's no. kind of you know just but, have fun. If it's too intense and you're like, oh, this is gonna bumming me out, then just take a break, you know. If you're having fun yep. and you're crushing it, then keep going. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, that's kind of my relationship with Hearthstone is I'll play when I have fun. And then if I don't have fun, even if it's after like a game or two, I'm just like, okay, I'm done. And then I play something else. So speaking of playing other things or doing other things other than Hearthstone, because we all have lives. Sadisi, what have you been doing outside of Hearthstone? I like Marvel Snap. Uh, I'm playing a little mm-hmm. bit of that. Um, mostly just stuff with family and uh, parenting, you know. Dad life is, is pretty con- pretty constant. <laughs> Going to yep. work and whatnot. Nice. Uh, what deck in, or decks in Marvel Snap have you been playing? I am a destroy enthusiast, so um, mostly destroy stuff. I was very devastated by the nerf to wave. Um and I haven't played much She-Hulk, so I'm uh, enjoying a, uh, a null d- uh, destroy deck. And I also have a little Modoc, uh, a strong guy deck that I play too. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Tito, what have you been doing outside of Hearthstone? Well, what I'm curious about, a Modoc strong guy sounds counterintuitive off the, the top. I mean, I guess unless you're looking to get a lot of um, swarms or something. But I'm interested in that. Uh, can, you, can you can you elaborate? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it basically the the core of the deck is uh, is Modoc, and you've got like your um, the Morbius guy. So you drop him early, and then on uh, and then you have um, you have Swarm, which you can discard early with Colleen Wing, and then you play Strong Guy maybe before you you know you play Modoc. So then you have you have you have Morbius, Strong Guy, and Modoc as three big threats, and then you have Chavez for your top end. So usually on six you have Chavez and two to four swarms you can place out. So it's not like the most powerful deck, but if you draw Modoc win it, it's very consistent because you always have like two or three of the higher power cards. So you can kind of it's a little bit of a cheese ball deck, but every time I draw Modoc I snap with it and it's it's pretty effective. I played a lot of. Um, I, I completely mis- misunderstood the uh, strong guy because I haven't played him for. I played a lot of Monsanto strong uh, guy okay. from back in the day, but I completely forgot what strong guy did, and I was thinking it was cards in your hand, but it's no cards in your hand. So, I so right. I was like, Empty wait, how does, how does how does that work together? Um, I play a lot of the destroyed decks too. I especially like the invisible woman Modoc into uh, Hella combo. That that always makes me feel really nice. Um, but um, rip rip Galactus. Um, I love Galactus. I know it's not the fan of everybody. Um, it's I don't I don't get why because it's 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 easy to counter. It's it's easy to see coming, and yet you know people people are sad about it. And um, I had gotten some I had gotten a really cool variant which I really liked and I wanted to to play with it. So uh, I, I've been a little salty about the uh, compensation system of. Um, yeah, snap. where's my refund? I need a well, refund on that <laughs> She-Hulk variant I spent 10 bucks on, man. Come on. Well, it brings up some interesting points uh, because 
like in Hearthstone, we have a great, uh, even when, even though people complain, like, hey, you nerfed this card, but this is the card that I really affected, so I should get a refund on that card or whatever. Hearthstone is great about refunding um, money when really they, or, or dust when they do that. Snap is an interesting thing, and it could also play in a Hearthstone, and these are lessons that we're learning here, because I really think that at some point, Hearthstone is going to sell us variants of our cards. We're going to get be able to buy different fireballs and stuff like that. It seems like a natural progression given how they've monetized the battleground systems. And people actually want, people have asked for variants of cards. They want to have full art and all that. So have I you think heard of that's, diamond cards? Have you heard of those? <laughs> yes, and those are fantastic. But I also wouldn't be surprised if at some point they start giving us different art or, or something. And maybe I'm wrong. But uh, with Marvel Snap, not only do you lose the base card, but what, how, how many variants have you bought? How many uh, splits have you done? What what is the what is the refund that you get? I think if they just said, "Hey, sorry, we nerfed your favorite card. Here's a free mystery variant. Go," that at least it'd be something. But does, sadly, does Doc play Snap? Does he know what we're talking about? Uh, so I played a little bit. I haven't played it in a while. Um, it's just so I got into the closed beta, right? But I got in on my Samsung. And about four weeks into the closed beta, my Samsung died and I got an iPhone. So then I couldn't play the beta anymore because it was on a different ecosystem. And so then I had to wait till the game released. And then I was just so far behind and I played a little bit like I'm, I forget what uh, collection level I'm at. It's not anything super impressive. I think I'm in middle of pool two. Um, so I was starting to get fun, like destroy things and fun discard things. So I was playing a lot of like discard of apocalypse and some like other shenanigans and like fun dinosaur stuff and whatever. But, uh, yeah, like, so granted the card I've split isn't a strong card. It's Sentinel, but like that was a lot of games I had to do like with Sentinel to get the resources to be able to split and all that stuff. So I don't know. Like, it sounds like Galactus just got nerfed or whatever. (laughs) I've not super tuned in. Like, I see stuff on Twitter every now and then. But, uh, yeah, that's such a hard way. I feel like how they've done, like, the monetization of their game makes refunding significantly trickier than, say, Hearthstone. Well, that's why I was suggesting. If they just said, well, we're not, we can't really compensate you for the time you put in, but at, at least, like, hey, Here's a free variant of something or, or something along those lines to say, hey, we understand we did you dirty. But um, I've never gotten anything. So I, I've never got a good split. Like I've never got any of the cool black ones or anything like that. And my collection level, I just looked it up, is at 5,142. So I, I, I'm not on the same spot. So I, I haven't played you. a ton of games, but I mean, I played enough. And when all the splits I've done, but I'm also a person that like when I get my ability to uh upgrade cards i just upgrade cards i don't save them all for a certain character i i don't like little red circles on my thing so i clear them so (laughs) i i just look at like they say you can change eight i look at the eight i say okay this is the one i want more and i do that so that's on me but you would think that even with the odds of me doing some of these i would have gotten a little lucky somewhere and one of my splits would have been something but it never happened but anyway to bring it all back, sorry to bring my ADHD and throw it onto the podcast today. Um, 
I have been playing a lot of move decks lately. So I, I focus, I, I play the destroy decks. I play the little Galactus decks. I like the move decks. Or actually, I don't like the move decks, but I have been playing move decks with Ghost uh, Crawler, Ghost, um, Ghost Spider. And having her to move around Vulture and then Doctor Strange it and then all that, that's been a real lot of fun. And I, I picked up High Evolutionary because I had High Evolutionary, not High, I'm sorry, High Evolutionary is pinned. I picked up, even though I knew it wasn't going to be good, the Grand Tribunal because I thought that was a fun card and I thought that would actually go good in a Hella deck with lots of big minions so that way you discard all your cards, discard your Gigantos, discard your uh, the Infinites and whatever. Bring them all back, including the Grand Tribunal. Spread it all across. It's been okay. I'm not a I'm not a, a infinite player. I play around between thirty and sixty, so I'm having fun. It's my side game. But outside of that, um, been working on the yard. You would think I'd have a beautiful yard by now because every week we come here and I say I've been doing yard work, but it's maintenance. It's it's mowing the lawn. It's getting rid of dog poop. It's uh, uh, hedge trimming. It's uh, weed whacking. Taking care of the chickens. Nothing like. Nothing that we want to do because by the time you get the maintenance done, you're, you're either done for the day or you run out of time. So uh, I'm hoping over time and with money I can actually build up some of the yard and, and make it nicer and stuff. But for now, we're just trying to keep it not being too wild. But Doc, how about yourself? What have you been doing outside uh, of the game of Hearthstone? Yeah, so as uh, I guess as regular listeners would know and people that follow me on Twitter – uh, I've been going on a lot of hikes recently, um, and there's a couple spots around town that uh, my girlfriend and I really like to go to, and we've always wanted to share these places with some of our friends and my brother who lives in town as well. And uh, so this weekend, I was actually able to take my brother on one of mine and Cortland's favorite places to hike, uh, which is Mustang Pass Trail uh, down in St. George, Utah, and on our way back, my brother was walking in front of me on the trail and he stops and he's like, Doc, look. And there is a baby Mojave tortoise just walking across the the gravel in front of us. And I kid you not, it was smaller than an apple. And so we took a bunch of pictures of it. We took videos of it. And I sent them to my girlfriend because my girlfriend loves desert tortoises. And of course, she was jealous because this was the first time I had done this hike without her. And naturally, it was the time that I got to see a tortoise, let alone a hatchling. Um, so that was a really cool experience just because those animals are so endangered. And they're just magnificent little creatures. And we just admired its beauty for a while. It hid under a rock. It was really cool just to see this little this little thing crawl around. And then uh, the following day, Cortland and I went on another hike on part of the same Mustang Pass trail, and we found a splinter trail that this other hiker we had seen once before told us existed, but we could never find it. And it wasn't because we weren't looking for it. It was because the brush had grown so high, and down here we get a lot of fires and everything, and fire season is rapidly approaching for this area. And so the DNR went and cut down a bunch of the brush. And so there's just some, cause it used to, I'm six foot, two inches tall. The brush was hip high to me. So that's, it's like three feet tall. And so that was a lot and could very much cover a less walked path. And we found it, we took it, you went up 
the backside of a mesa. It was really cool. And then once you get up to the top, you're just on top of a big old mesa, connects to the ice house trail, and just lots of lava rock, lots of whiptail lizards, just lots of nature. Um, a good old time. And then a little bit of Diablo 4 is what I've been up to. You, you haven't been touching grass. You've been touching Mesa. Yes. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Like, y'all, hiking's awesome. If you have trails around, even if they're not very long, sometimes just being out in nature for two, three hours a day, seeing a different side of your town you've never seen before or whatever, do, does you good. Makes you appreciate stuff. Makes you see the natural beauty of your area, even if you don't think it's there, because it, it's somewhere. You just have to find it. Well, Doc, all this talk of uh, hiking, it's got me a little hungry. I'm ready to start off with a little appetizer. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So, Sadisi, uh, how'd you start? What got you started in video games? What, you got, you, what got you started in Hearthstone? Oh, geez. We could do a whole episode just on that question. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've, I've played a lot of different games uh, in my life. My I had a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo growing up. And I got into PC gaming um, and did lots of um, real-time strategy games. Warcraft 1, 2, Starcraft, uh, Command & Conquer. I did all those kind of things for a while. I played a lot of uh, first-person shooters in like a team setting like team capture the flag on like half-life mods i did that like almost like it was a job for a while like playing with the team that was super fun that's awesome and then uh when i got to college i kind of made friends and you know didn't spend hours a day gaming for a while which was probably healthy for me and um after college uh when i had i pretty unmemorable on like mobile games up until i started playing hearthstone in about 2016 uh it was really convenient game to uh, play while rocking a baby so that was that was nice or you know feeding babies and uh yeah right before um whispers of the old gods came out right before cthulhu oh awesome so we we actually started playing around the same time sweet Sorry to cut you no, off. No, that's fine. Yeah, so that that was basically what got me into Hearthstone, and um, kind of messed around with different things for a while. Uh, played a lot of uh, Enrage Warrior with the uh, the Raging Wargans, the OTK combo. Yes. Did some wacky Paladin things for a while. That like control tried to play control Paladin for a while, and then when, right around when Mead and Streets of Gadgets Hand came out, I um, got more into Hunter. Hunter was like the worst class then mm -hmm. so i was kind of interested in trying to figure out how to make the underdog better uh and i like green it's my favorite color so i figured hey why not try this out i'm usually like more aggressive or mid-rangey kind of decks um usually more of my play style so it seemed like a good fit and so i guess the rest is history awesome well thank you for sharing that adventure with us uh so where does your name come from uh, so actually Magic the Gathering, um, there's a character called Sidisi, and there's actually several magic cards named after Sidisi, um, but she's some sort of Naga Shaman, just basically a snake, uh, wizard. She's a commander, uh, right? Okay. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, they're legendary, and I guess, uh, so you could use them as your commander in an EDH game. But uh, the one of them is particular Sadisi Brood Tyrant is, is my namesake. That's more of a graveyard-themed card, which is uh, one of my favorite archetypes in Magic, so. Um, so yeah, I like the character. I can really think of anything else um, at the time when I was making my Hearthstone account, and then after <laughs> several years, just never really bothered to change it. So it's kind of distinct and unique, you know. No one else has a similar name, really. So yeah, yeah, it's a perfect name, and you kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, so besides the color green and wanting to make the underdog better, what? What drew you to Hunter and becoming a Hunter main? Well, I think it was that kind of the mid-rangey, aggressive style of play. Although I do like, you know, being control killer. That's one of my favorite uh, Hunter roles because we can do a really value-heavy mid-range deck really well. Uh, so, I don't know. that Just the kind of the put guys out there, attack, not be, you know, on the defensive those kind of things really appeal to me and a hunter, you know, the hero power is like very intuitive for that. Right. Um, mm -hmm. just having the inevitability of dealing two damage every turn is pretty cool. So, um, okay. all of those things <laughs> and nice. yes, yeah, it's fun. Yes, it is. Uh, so your brand, your presence, everyone who knows of you knows, uh, that you're synonymous with hunter. Um, are you are you happy that you're whenever anyone thinks of a hunter expert or a hunter brain for coming up with wacky off meta decks that you're the person they think of? I guess, yeah. I guess that's what I've been striving for, but I mean there's other people who are better at things than I am, right? There's other better, you know, hunter players and top legend players. Um but I just want to try to be a news source and a place where we can kind of generate discussion and kind of a sense of community around people who like playing Hunter. Um, so that's been kind of my main goal with uh, with creating content and and trying to be kind of this facilitator of Hunter things. Do you ever feel like and you box along yourself? Along the way, it's yeah, a lot of games. <laughs> What's up? Do you ever feel like you box yourself in though? Do you ever wish that you kind of diversified earlier so that you weren't thought of as the hunter guy and you have to be the hunter guy? And if I wasn't the hunter guy, then what would I be? Like, do you ever wish that earlier on you said, "Well, no, I'm going to do more than that. I'll be demon hunter. I'll be that." Or are you happy with the path you've chosen? That's an interesting question. I think um, I think no regrets. But, you know, I could I could branch out if I wanted to, right? I could say, ah, really, I'm all hunters now. I'm playing demon hunter. Deal with it. <laughs> um, but, you know, I haven't really felt the need. I've always been, there's always been enough entertainment to keep me doing what I'm doing. And I'm still having fun with it. So sometimes if things get a little stale, I'll play wild or classic or arena or duels or maybe i'll just go play a little bit more snap but you know it's it kind of ebbs and flows but i'm it, it's it, even after um i got into content creation i think in 2018 so it's been about five years of content creation i've been streaming for five years so congrats it's still you know still not still not old so i guess that's uh 
I guess I'm doing okay with it. <laughs> uh, so you do a lot of your own deck brewing. Um, have you ever seen anything you've made become not necessarily like super meta, but more popular than just, hey, I posted this deck list out because I thought it was fun, and then people started picking it up? Uh, little bits here and there. Um, I usually will get, you know, several, I'll, I'll see people who will, you know, say they tried the deck and they really enjoyed it or they got legend with it or something like that. Um, I've, you know, I'll find a mirror match occasionally where someone's playing one of my decks, which is kind of cool, you know, on ladder. Um, but not, I haven't like had a, a huge meta influence. I think the one time that I've actually influenced the meta was when Renathal came out. Um, I posted, I threw together a, I was like, oh, Renathal and Hunter, this is kind of hilarious. Why would we do that? But I put together a, like a mid-range deck with Renathal and just posted it on Twitter in like five or 10 minutes. And uh, everyone, I think just with the timing of my tweet, um, everyone just kind of picked up that deck as their Renathal thing to try. And it had really a really good performance on ladder. And Vicious Syndicate actually called me like the creator of renathal hunter because of that that random thing so but yes a lot of people played my renathal deck which i I, it was just kind of a theory craft awesome uh so you say you've hit legend several times have you ever thought about trying to see how high or i guess low into legend you could finish oh i mean i've i've been in top 50 a couple times but nowhere near the end of the month so I've, am I maybe my top finish is like four or five hundred. Have you ever uh, thought about but, going for a finish though? Have you ever thought about trying to get those like an uh, actual finish? No, no, no. Not with kids. It's too stressful. And like, what am I really getting out of it? Right. I don't. Uh, I'd have to get a babysitter to to play even play in one of the tournaments if I got in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think. Just generally, I, I don't I don't want to grind that many games. I don't think it's good for my mental health. So, it, the variance is too yeah. crazy, in my opinion. Right? Like, I need to be able to say that the cards just aren't going my way some days and uh, play you know play a few games and call it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it would be cool if I you know if like if I streamed as a full time job or something. Maybe it'd be fun to try more, try hard more, or you know try up different approaches to see but Mm -hmm. but i've definitely ended in like you know five digit legend range just memeing off the deep end before (laughs) (laughs) so you have one lonely priest win do you remember how that win happened now just for context for your listeners if you look at my screenshot of my journal with all the class wins on it i have sixteen thousand hunter wins and i have one priest win so when you look at them next to each other it's even it looks even more ridiculous <laughs> um yeah. but yeah i'm not i'm not a priest fan um I, so i i had zero for several years and then a couple of years back they loaded arena runs from 2016 or something from the vault or something <laughs> they added it in retroactively so like one day i just randomly had a priest win i think from some arena run i did like a one in three arena run i did in 2016 uh, okay so or maybe ru- my zero was ruined yeah 
<laughs> what is it about priests you hate so much? Uh, honestly, I think they're, they're, it's just a bunch of nonsense, right? They steal your stuff and uh, make and beat you with your own things. It's terrible. Or they, they, you know, basically just taking your stuff. Why can't they win with their own stuff? Like even that deck where they played the card and then mind blast you twice. At least it was their thing they killed you with. They didn't have to like take your Hydra to kill you. Yeah, it's painful. I mean, now, like now, in fairness to Tito, you know, Smork Priest, Undead Priest, it's pretty fair. Uh, aggressive deck. So, I mean, if, if I was going to dip my toe in, it probably would have been for that. But I couldn't couldn't quite <laughs> get it. up for that either. And I, yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate that I'm actually known a little bit for that now because I, I really kind of tried to push the archetype. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, and you did do um, my first fight night, my first official fight night. My, my first fight night was Doc versus Smarns, which is a lot of fun. Um, but our first like official promo event was you versus Wikigood. So how did this friendly rivalry of Hunter versus Priest, Wikigood versus Sidisi, how did that all start? I don't know. It's a little blurry. I guess uh, we just kind of bumped into each other on the internet. I was probably cursing priest or something, and he <laughs> came in to correct me. Um, but we've had a, a really great back and forth over the years, and I think you know we've just been kind of friends from hanging out in each other's streams um, for years on end. So uh, I think it's just kind of a friendly, a friendly banter. I think getting to know him better has actually made me kind of appreciate all the different classes a little more and you know i'm not someone who would advocate for delete priests for example because that's just kind of a ridiculous notion right and you can't you can't uh, get rid of the number one villain and and then you know you're gonna need a new villain if you get rid of the villain right so we we have to have something there so uh wick, well, wick could help me see that i think i believe we just subtweeted daniel stormy sheldon <laughs> so my take is without priest it'd be rogue because rogue also steals your cards or steals random cards which i have strong opinions about that now after <laughs> ever since they changed how rogue stealing works uh which it feels like forever ago um so you were on wicked goods podcast recently coin concede uh are you're not thinking about getting into podcasting. You just happen to be a guest on one of the largest podcasts, or are you thinking about getting on, into podcasting? Not probably not. Um, there's a lot of good podcasts already. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I like, I can get on twice a week to stream and that's kind of already pushing it. And I like streaming a lot and I don't, okay. I don't have to be very prepared to do a stream, right? I can be like, here's a new deck I'm trying. Now we'll, You'll watch me play it for two hours, right? And I don't have to like come up with interview <laughs> questions or. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Like you were saying, there's lots of good podcasts out there. There's also us, and maybe we also don't prepare all that well, but we have fun. <laughs> uh, it seemed like you were very prepared. I thought with your, you know, with your show notes and everything. So. I appreciate uh, props that. Props to you. We 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 want to make sure that our guests because because we we are. I, I don't know. I'll speak for you, Doc, but I'll speak for me. Um, we are punching well above our weight with the quality of the guests we have, given how young our podcast is and all that. We've had some amazing guests on and some amazing repeat guests. So um, 
the most the, the most important thing for me as far as that is I want to make sure that people coming on feel comfortable and and if we we don't want to ask them questions they don't want to talk about and we want to make sure that we want if they if they're coming on they probably want to talk about whatever they're coming on for so I want to make sure that we ask them questions that they want to answer so we really kind of focus on that nice I think you'll go far yeah. then thank you uh, so speaking of earlier when we were talking about arts and different things uh portraits there's uh so many portraits in the game now uh what is your favorite hunter portrait oh man um i think i have five favorited right now so i have the okay but i'm not sure it's hard to pick the number one it's probably the original sylvanas portrait we got i like the new animated sylvanas that we got i like the one from uh was it nathria with the red she's got like the blood hands up and there's like mm -hmm. flame coming out of her hands or whatever for blood flame or infused anima whatever that is and then i also i love the uh the snow flipper rexar when he's 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 kind of just uh grinning uh grinning evilly while holding peg the penguin and uh <laughs> i also like Oh, I like uh, Dragonstalker Rexar. He's the he's opulent. He's got the purple and golden armor on. I was kind of surprised when they did the. So they have the one. I don't know which portrait it is, but they have one Rexar where he's got the nipple ring kind of hanging out. And that's the I, one I like, Snow Flipper. Yeah. Okay, I thought that with um, <laughs> with the rock um, festival of legends kind of mood, I thought we were going to see a little bit of rocky. Uh, uh, Rexar, and we were going to see that nipple ring come back again, but apparently not. His, uh, his, he's more Elvisy, I think, right? In the... Yeah, Rockabilly was more Elvisy, yeah. Which is fine. That one but... didn't make it into the favorites for me, no. <laughs> <laughs> I like the animated Sylvanas, though. That one is, uh, I think, the best animated portrait. More than Blinktron, who his never stops. <laughs> <laughs> That that is almost distracting for me, and I I don't have uh, ADHD, so I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, so if Hunter was not in the game, could you think of another class that you might want to have as like your main or the one that you think you would like the most if Hunter didn't exist? I think I'd probably be a lot more diverse, but um, I would probably play a little bit of everything except for priest. Honestly, I'm, you know, I can't start now, right? It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got some catch-up to do on some other classes, so you know, I could expert it around. I can play kind of an aggressive deck with pretty much every class, right? So, mm -hmm. Well, Doc, I don't know about you, but I think um, appetizer was tasty, but I think I'm still getting hungry. What do you think is time for the main course? Yeah, that sounds good to me, Tito. All right. So obviously we have CDC TV here. We're here to talk about Hunter. So let, let's first, before we get into the news today, um, what is the state of Hunter? Because there are some classes that have very few options, like maybe Warlock or, or whatever. There are some classes that have a lot of options, like Demon Hunter, you can play four different archetypes right now, which is weird in a four-set meta. That's normally, like, you normally have one or two options and that's it to see that being that diverse and demon uh, death knight's its own thing with three different classes and whatever but where are we with hunter do we have a lot of good options to play is it is it all kind of the big beast where, where are we with hunter uh we have tons of options in hunter but 
you know, if you want to climb with the highest win rate or like a tier one or tier two deck, um, it's a little bit more limited. But there's some things that are just kind of like you could play a Shocksbitter Hunter deck and probably do pretty well. But I don't know if it's going to make any tier lists, you know. Um, but we do have, you know, like the Big Beast deck um, that Vicious Syndicate build as Ultimate Hunter, right? So that's your your small Big Beast package with Crush and Hydra and um, the new Hollowhound, fantastic card. Um Mixed with all your face hunter tools, with your bananas and your monkeys and your slither spears and your wild seeds. Mixed with a little five card arcane package with your conjured arrows and your star powers and your Halderon. That's kind of ultimate hunter, all those things glued together in like a nice mid-rangey deck. Um, that that deck is is pretty much like the main good deck that we have right now. But... I, you know, I've been playing Face Hunter. I played Face Hunter to Legend, right? I played a Face Hunter deck with Hollow Hounds in it, which is kind of silly, but it really, I didn't lose to any aggressive decks because I could just kind of heal. In, I, had, I could make four Hollow Hounds every game with the Breeders. So, you know, you can kind of flex things a little bit to, um, to kind of counter what you're seeing in the meta. Like I was seeing a ton of Paladins, and it seemed crazy. You know, this Ultimate Hunter wasn't running uh, Aerosmith which I think is really important to kill Paladins. So um, I did exceptionally well with an Aerosmith deck. So I think, you know, Face Hunter is solid. I think Arcane Hunter is good too. So we, um, you know, we have that whole Arcane package, uh, which I think maybe we're supposed to talk more about later. But um, I, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a deck you could play for diversity in the meta if you want. Well, yeah, and there was a lot of complaints about the uh, Arcane Hunter uh, they introduced some of the cards, I believe, in um, uh, March of the Lich King, and people were like, well, there's not enough here. And, and people were upset about it, even though Hunter still had Tier 1 and Tier 2 decks, multiple Tier 1 and Tier 2 decks. I remember people were upset that, well, Arcane Hunter isn't a thing. And and I didn't, like, but you still have good decks. Anyway, um, did, did Star Power, what is it? Um, is it Star Power? Um, did Star Power get Arcane? Is that what made Arcane viable or uh, it was it just is it a four set meta how did how did arcane um hunter go from being the uh meme of why won't you give us support for arcane hunter to being actually something good um i think uh star power definitely helps i think it's better than i was expecting it to be um People like to complain when every card isn't good, you know? I think it's important to kind of call out that, you know, every card isn't going to be the in a tier one deck. <laughs> and uh, that's okay. And, you know, I feel like Arcane Hunter got a lot of flack, maybe unnecessarily. Even before, right, even before this rotation, uh, my friend Funky Monkey was like top 300 legend with Arcane Hunter. So even though some people thought it was bad, other people were doing quite well with it. So I feel like uh, it's been interesting to watch that evolve. But star power definitely makes the deck better. I think the real problem with Arcane package currently, or up till we got star power, was that we just didn't have a very high density of Arcane spells. So we only had, I think, eight spells in deck that you could buff if you ran Arcane Shots, uh, Conjured Arrows, uh, Eversong Portals, and... Um, oh, no, I'm going to space on the other one. Um ricochet shots 
So if you run all of those, that's just eight cards. So if you're running Silvermoon Farstrider, it's buffing cards in your hand. It's like you have to, you want to play this two drop that buffs maybe one or two cards in your hand. It's, it's kind of awkward. Um, so Star Power just gives you a little bit more odds of drawing an arcane card that you can buff. Uh, it just makes the whole package work better, in addition to being a great card. And I'm hearing so. you talk about all these cards, and with the exception of Ricochet Shot, um, they all go minion, not face. So that's probably another uh, issue where, like, you would think that you'd like you if if you're not going face with the spells, there has to be something else behind it to carry it forward. So I, I can see where there might be some disconnect there as far as like, well, how can I not kill my opponent with um, Arcane? It's, Arcane is really there to kind of help you flip and stabilize and, and, and swing the board in your favor versus do the damage. It would seem to me, like, I again, I'm not a Hunter expert. I probably only have maybe 2,500 games in Hunter versus the, the 14 million you have. But um, <laughs> Hey, that's enough to get on the Hunter leaderboard, buddy. You're doing good. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's what it seems to me. Is like I, I, think, I think Arcane isn't meant to be like the deck. It's meant to be a support uh, system to help whatever other archetype you're doing. And maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of the way it looks to me. But speaking of support, outside of Hollowhound, which was introduced in the mini set, and, and I'm not saying that you don't play them because you do, but in the meta, it doesn't really feel like any of the newbies have taken hold. Like, if you look at most lists, you have the Hollowhound, but then it's Hydro um, Hydralodon, and it's Skin Crush. And a lot of these other beasts, they're just not making the cut unless you're playing something Mimi or off-meta. So what do you think it is about these cards that is... Because they feel strong. They look strong to me, and, and there's the strong support cards behind them with... Um, uh, the legendary spell that brings them all back, and and Stranglethorn Heart, Stranglethorn Heart, and the one that summons two with the mana thirst. Uh, Faithful companions. There you go. So uh, I'm horrible at remembering card names. <laughs> uh, so it feels like this is a powerful package. Here. So why aren't we seeing a lot of these minions? Well, I mean, Mister Mukla was in decks for a while, right? Especially before the mini set. Oh, I mean, he saw a lot of run. I think he'll be back. I mean. I, I'm running one of those meme decks you're talking about, but I'm running an ultra greedy big beast deck that was running Amplified Elix until we had Hollowhound come out. But why would I run a 612 taunt with a death rattle that deals three damage to all opponent minions if I, for 10 mana, if I could run a six mana, three six rush lifesteal cleave beast? Like, there's, it's just an upgrade over Amplified Elix, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, Banjo Sword is cool too in that deck. It's great against control because, you know, you pull Banjo Sore from Faithful Companions and you kill their big thing and you draw a beast and they have to react to Banjo Sore and then you hit them with Crush. So it's great. Well, that's what I mean. These cards seem super powerful, but yet we're not seeing them outside of... We're not seeing them in meta decks. And that's why yeah, I Yeah, I think it's just not the highest win rate card, right? People want to play the, the combination of cards that gives them the highest possible win rate, right? If you run Banjo Soar, your win rate's going to go down because it's a ten mana card, and you, you you know it clunks up your hand. So too many spikes, not enough Johnnies. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We got faithful. We got faithful companions, and you know it. It feels like my greedy deck has no reliability on the discover for faithful companions because I'm running six different beasts. 
So like, you know, it's like, ah, oh, maybe we'll get King Crush this time, guys. It'll be cool. And they're like, oh, I get it every time. Sid, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of three in my deck. It works every time. So, I mean, you're kind of handicapping yourself, you know, if you put the discover above three in that deck, right? That's fair. And um, this is this is outside of the questions I have, but um, I know you were playing Jungle Jammer for a while, and uh, we there was the Light Rays that we were glad that went away or, or changed their mana cost because it helped out the thing. Like, But I, I don't see that card ever. I never see anybody play that card either, except for you when I'm watching your stream. I... It's it's still good. It's a good card, right? Like, is that another one where yeah. it's just it's just not good enough to be optimized in certain decks? Like, it it seems to me like having a weapon that's going to summon a mana just for playing cards. That's gonna, I mean, summon a beast just for playing cards. There's especially if you get it to six now. All you need to do is get it to six and get a Holohan, yeah. almost guaranteed. I mean, it's in this it's in the same set as bananas and monkeys, right? I think that's a card that I agree with you. It's really strong. I think you know, think about after rotation next year, right? Like we're gonna we're gonna lose a bunch of stuff, and then suddenly maybe you have a, uh, you know, you'll see Jungle Jammer come back for you know a set or two. Yeah. Or maybe we'll get some crazy card next set that, you know, gives us a bunch more spells or makes us not want to run minions. Like if you're running a spell a spell a spell hunter deck, you would totally want to run Jungle Jammer in it, right? They just need to reprint Zuljin. That's all I'm saying. He's one of my favorite hero cards in the entire game. Oh, Zildjian. I miss Zildjian. I, I kind of was wondering if we'd get a um, an Arcane Jace at some point, like uh, like the Demon Hunter minion. Maybe that's our, our path forward there. Or maybe we'll get Zildjian and Korra. You know, that would work. The only um, hero card we have right now is Jaraxxus, right? Like, that's... Mm-hmm. This is, like, the first time in a while. One more thing on Jungle Jammer, though. The wild seeds are the main reason why you don't see jungle jammer index. You gotta, you know, it's really hard to keep the weapon up when you got stags coming online constantly. That actually makes a lot of sense, and I can't tell you how many times that I have forgotten that I'm going to get a stag charge on the next turn when I've equipped my uh, Kalthalos, which we might as well talk about now. We'll jump right to there. So <laughs> Kalthalos was a meme card last year. I mean, in fact, during the the, the battle versus um, Wicked Good. You had multiple decks that had Kel'Thalas because it was Hunter versus Priest, and you had three different Hunter decks, and it was not a card that was ever played, and it was like it was it was it was the, was the cope of Kel'Thalas. It was, it was a lot of memes, and it is like the best performing card right now in Hunter as far as some stats goes. So much so, in fact, that finally as it's starting to shine, is getting nerfed tomorrow or Thursday. Like we've already been told, it's getting nerfed. So. um what changed? Like, why is it just because it's a four-set meta? Like, why is Kel'Thalas go from a meme card to a super powerful card in such a short time? I've always been very high on the card. I think people have just underestimated it. I think it's been performing well pretty much all along when it's been, you know, in decks. Um, it's just such a good card in a deck that runs Hydra. But we run all kinds of other little tiny minions that, you know, or monkeys even, right? Like, the monkeys make it better, too. Um, but, you know, you play a lot of small things and you get to buff them all. It's pretty fantastic. And then everything in your deck is buffed, too. Hollow Hound makes it insane because, you know, your hounds are all five attack after you play the weapon. So, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's the highest. If you look at the um, the best hunter deck on HS Replay, it's, like, the highest drawn win rate of all the cards in the deck. So... 
What do you think the nerf's going to be? Uh, I hope it's a light touch. I don't think, I don't think they're going to raise the mana cost because that would just kind of kill the card. I don't think they're going to hit the effect because that would all kind of ruin the card too. So I'm hopeful it's just uh you know uh, changing the stats on the attack. Make it like a th uh, three two. Make it a three two maybe. Or maybe just one swing, but that would be pretty terrible too, right? So I don't know. It's kind of a hard card to change if you're going to go beyond tweaking the attack on it. It would be a very expensive three-two at six mana, that's for sure. Um, but no, it's a it's a good card. I've I've really enjoyed running it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I like it. I, I we can't keep any weapons at four. We had the great bow from Stag at four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that got taken away from us too. But you know, it's okay. I maybe you know. I, I'm trying to. I was trying to counsel the hunter community on this today because you know it's it it feels bad to get nerfed when you're not you're just returning to relevance, right? But um, I think we'll have to wait and see what the changes are. But I think it's cool that Steno is getting nerfed and three paladin cards. So it might be that Blizzard dot hunter is going to be too good after those changes, which is pretty real possibility. If if you look at the the matchups, it looked as though that if Paladin got nerfed and Paladin just came back to prominence too, they're getting hit very hard. Um, but given it, it looked like uh, Hunter would be primed to uh, fill that void if something wasn't done, so I don't think they really. I don't think Hunter is getting hit hard, so hard that it's not going to be successful. I think I think we're going to see Hunter be kind of the top dog along with warrior for a while after after these changes i could be wrong but that's just my initial opinion uh but yeah it is kind of sad that finally people are starting to play hope and it just kind of uh they kind of remove it but what can you do i ironic that people will be dusting a card for full value that they thought needed a buff so for not for yeah. not too long ago <laughs> so i kind of want to touch on the one of the paladin changes uh, so they're nerfing Disco Maul, but I thought that weapon, I didn't think that weapon was that bad. It's the other weapon that's the the big, big problem. Well, Disco Maul, like, no, no, so are they not nerfing both? They're only nerfing Disco Maul? I thought they were nerfing both. But Disco Maul... I thought they were just nerfing Disco Maul. Maybe I'm just... No, no, you're probably nerfing right. They're nerfing the spell that, that they put on the horn, though, right? Right, right. The they're nerfing um, um, uh, Feast and Famine. The card disco mall is very good because disco mall has a potential to really swing games early because not only are you clearing with two twos you buff something really fast especially with divine shield and it really gets you ahead on the board uh i really thought they were going to um mute they were going to nerf um the horn of the windlord but the horn of the windlord gives something paladin that it just doesn't have which is off board damage and it needs that if it's going to succeed it's it's not it's it's unique it's interesting it's fun uh i thought they might have nerfed it in a way that would have kept the card relevant like possibly make it keep it board based possibly if they really wanted to they could have done a couple things they could have made it so that way instead of making uh, minions three three it did one ones so therefore you would um do less um healing if with the feast and famine or maybe I don't know. There, there, there are lots of options they could have done, but I think Disco Mall 
they're going to keep their eye out on the Horn of the Windlord. They're going to say, we need to keep an eye on this, I'm sure. That's going to be in the notes. It'll be like, we thought about changing this, but we thought Disco Mall was a bigger offender. And they have all the stats for it. And I think there's so much there with the Disco Mall because you can hold the Disco Mall, too. One of my favorite things to do, and I don't advise this because it's probably not the bad, it's probably not the best play, but um, I like playing it in Mech Mage. I mean, I mean Mech Paladin. And I swing once, and I don't do it again until I've played, like, multiple mechs. And then when I have a mech that sticks, and I'm happy, and I have that 11-11, and it has, you know, I, I pop a Zilliax on there, and, and we just go. And and it's not advisable, <laughs> it's not the best play, but it's so much fun when you can just swing that and give it a minion, like, plus 11, plus 11, and, and, and you just win. So Disco Mall is a strong card. Um, I think it would have got nerfed even if um, Horn of the Windlord doesn't exist. I don't know what they're going to do with it. But, uh, yeah, it's a good card. I really like the uh, the format though, where they send they kind of tell us what's being nerfed. I think that's kind of a cool, yep, kind of way to drive interest in the community. Lets people know that something's happening. I think the I like the change in approach by Blizzard. A friend of mine. Yeah, I go ahead, Doc. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, I agree. I think it's uh, we're seeing like they've been pretty transparent the last couple of years compared to the early years of Hearthstone, but even in the last two years, we've seen such a new level of transparency and communication on balance changes, especially with the new info picks. We get every announcement of the announcement. Now um, it just helps people theorize and just mentally and maybe emotionally for some people prepare themselves for some cards getting changed. Uh, and even for like BGs when they pull them down to the bottom with the, I assume the picture t that says they're getting reworked or adjusted outside of a nerf and a buff like i agree i just think it's a fantastic format for them to let the community know what they're planning on a doing a friend of mine hates it he's like i hate the damn circles with the colors and the thing i just want to know what the things are and i've explained to him he's a real friend he's um i i've bowled with him when i used to bowl before covid and he's like, I, I just want to know what they are. Just why don't you just tell me what the things are? I was like, well, because you have to work on localization. He's like, I don't care. Just tell me what they are. I'm like, well, they're just giving us a thing. <laughs> I don't care. Like, well, there's sorry, a tooltip on it now. You can click on the there's you can click on the tweet yeah. image, right, and see all the card names. But he wants to know like, what are they changing? Like, why can't you just tell me what's changing? Uh, why do I have to right. wait two days? Why are you giving me this like little bit of information? And I'm like, well, it it promotes discussion. It gives you an idea. It lets people like. The THL League know that maybe they want to postpone a week. It, it, it just helps us. And it, it, I think it promotes a lot of just inter interaction about, hey, what do you think is changing? People get upset. Like, oh, I can't believe, like, like everyone was worried about Hunter, uh, uh, Warrior getting nerfed. And, like, Warrior just got good or better after a year of people complaining. Are you going to nerf us now? Um, is there a Warrior card? I don't think – I think there's one Warrior card. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, it's, I, th I love it because it's like we can't know what these are until they get the localizations. But it's like, hey, changes are coming. These cards are getting buffed. These cards are getting nerfed. It's fun to talk about. It's interesting. It gives you two days of interaction. I love it. I love it. But um, speaking of controversial things, Sidisi, Paladin, this expansion, had all secrets removed from the core set. And they were not given any secrets. And that actually probably was more of a nerf to Rogue than it was to 
Paladin because the rogue secrets with Hanara coming back, that one mana secret to keep that chain going was pretty useful. Probably just, you know, that's just a... Maybe that's why they brought Hanar back, because they figured, well, with Paladin Secrets gone, it might be a little more fair. But what do you think about that in regards to Hunter? Do you... Hunter Secrets and Secrets in general are a very divisive topic. Uh, some people love them, some people hate them, some people think that they, they shouldn't exist, some people can't wait for more of them. Do you think that Hunter would be better if they took those secret packages out of standard and and did the same kind of thing that they did to paladin and replaced secret cards with other cards that are maybe more relevant or more useful or do you think that secrets really add something to hunter even if they're not relevant at the moment that there's something you'd like to see what are your thoughts on hunter secrets and would you like to see them stay or go if you had a say in that wow uh i like secrets um Currently, in standard, if you took them out of the core set, Hunter would be a lot better. <laughs> so right now, just to fill in the audience, right, we have we just got a card that draws a secret, Costume Singer, in the mini set. So we can now draw a secret. We have eight secrets in standard. And we have one card, Harmonica Soloist, a three mana four two. If you have no other minions in play, discover and cast a secret. And that is it. Beyond that, there's some a couple neutral things. There's like a two five taunt that copies itself if you have a secret up that costs four mana. And there's a card that lets you play one for free. It's like a two three. There's like no payoff for playing secrets in Hunter. And there's no mana cheat. Like, usually secrets are good when you play them at discounted or for free. Like we saw with Dunbaldar Bunker or Cloaked Huntress. So I was telling them on Coington Sea, but like even before uh, rotation, I was playing, I was sick of rogues, shenanigans. I was playing a teched out secret deck. I was running Cloaked Huntress, Sketchy Stranger, lets you discover a secret from, you know, any class. And like motion denied and ice trap and maybe a freezing trap or something. It was just like a little a little tech package of secrets. But then when you have the Huntress along with Sketchy Stranger, you could curve Stranger into Huntress and play like three secrets, and it was kind of kind of insane just to be able to do that. Um, but then they took Cloaked Huntress out of the core set, so now there's like not really we can't even do that little plan anymore. And Dunbal Dunbaldar Bunker rotated. So I feel like the way they've set it up, we have to be getting secret support in, you know, one of the next expansions. Um, but it feels bad right now because there's a lot of card slots that aren't really getting used. I've seen uh, my buddy Jean Bray was trying a small package in a spitter deck uh, with two costume singers and like three or four secrets. I think he was running the, uh, the new hidden meaning, right? So you can get a three drop with initiative, which is kind of cool. I generally don't like random three drops when I could just play a three drop I like. So I'm not really getting jazzed up to, to do that. So, yeah, I'm not, I like secrets. I've, some of my favorite decks, Hunter decks have been, have had secrets in them with like Subject 9 um, and, uh, you know, Face Stalker's super cool. And, you know, there's lots of cool things Hunter can do with secrets. It's just not happening for us right now. Face Starker is an all-time hunter card, I believe. That was that was such a good card. 
Spellstone. Oof, that was that was so fun. Yep, those were the days. All right, so secrets, core part of Hunter, even if they're not valuable now, you like them. So what about the hero power? In the current meta right now, do you feel like the hero power... I mean, normally, the hero power is a powerful tool. Do you feel like that it is good in the current meta? And do you think that it is too limiting in the hunter deck space? Because what you're saying with the hero power is, I want to go face, I want to put you on a clock. But then that means kind of you need to... A lot of times, if you want to work in your hero power, you need to be in an aggro mindset. Do you think that that is the right hero power for hunter? Or do you think that maybe there's some other options that would be better in the hunter space? I know they're not going to change it, but... Uh, I haven't thought about that too much. I don't think Hunter needs a new hero power or, you know, anything like that. I think in the past we've had some interesting shakeups to how we could use our hero power. Like most recently with, uh, you know, the quest line with Tavish, you know, you can direction shoot anything, but we've had stuff in the past, like Dwarven Sharpshooter and mm -hmm. Steam Weedle Sniper or whatever, and uh, could target the hero power. So, you know, it's, it's fine. I think, you know, it, it, right now it kind of feels nice that it just kind of is what it is. And it doesn't like after, after two years of having the quest, you know, where we could kind of, uh, it was a lot of frequently we're uh, directing it. Um, but I do like the inevitability. I like that it is part of our identity. Um, and it's kind of something we can all kind of unify around, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, just kind of hit the button. Uh, but it does make playing control hunter hard in my experience. I imagine warrior players feel the same way, right? They're trying to play Enrage and they just hitting armor up. <laughs> I do know that I personally, I don't think I hit the hero. When I play Hunter, I don't think I hit the hero power enough because I know you're supposed to like weave it in a lot more and use that in with your resources. But I usually typically still try to spend my mana and the hero power. In general, you want to spend your mana or only use your hero power if there isn't the option for other cards to play or unless it's actively involved in your plan of what you're doing with that deck but hunter your plan is to in most decks to whittle them down and and create that inevitability and i i feel like i i probably fail at using that hero power as much as i should but maybe i'm wrong it just always feels like i i, I evaluate games i'm like i really maybe I hit the hero power twice is that enough should i be like planning should i should instead of playing that three mana card should i have played the one mana card in hero power and i, I just don't know I, it's uh it depends though right like generally we um we don't run a lot of card draw so you know you don't have a lot of stuff in your hand to choose from so sometimes the line's really clear like i can play this two drop and i have two mana and you know I could play this other thing that's not quite as good right now, or I could hit the button and you probably just decide to hit the button. So I think like, especially in a face deck, if you're, maybe you're running your conjured arrows or, um, you know, there's not really a whole lot of options for draw for us. I feel like it's a little bit more natural when you're playing like the more mid rangey deck, like with the big beast package. Um, if you have a decent draw, it's easy to just kind of curve out and play your three drop, your four drop, your five drop, you know, and then, uh, Maybe you're not hero powering much until the later turns. But I guess it kind of depends on the game plan and what deck you're playing, I think, more than anything. Right, that's fair. But it's great at the end of the, some games. I mean, yes. like, you have that inevitability, you know, if 
you're playing against someone who can't really kill you or they're, you know, like Demon Hunter is, uh, you know, they want me to play minion so they can unleash fell on me. Well, no, sorry, you're at six life. I'm just going to sit back and uh, hit you with weapons and shoot you from afar. <laughs> you can kind of you kind of have that flexibility, which I think is nice. You can be a little bit cloak and dagger if you're playing Secret Hunter. You can put up your explosive trap and just sit there in some situations. So the hunter, the hero power, I feel like kind of makes those situations cooler. Fair enough. All right. So team five, let's say you had the ability to talk to team five and say over the next couple sets, this is what I'd like to see with Hunter. Maybe not necessarily like specifically creating the sets, but what would you like to see Hunter from Hunter over the next couple sets? How would you like to see it be uh, increases competitiveness? What kind of interesting things would you like to see? How would you like them to see them improve <laughs> Hunter over the next year? Well, I am in the Hearthstone Creator program, so I technically can tell Team 5. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, not trying to brag or anything, but you know, I do have that power. Um, I guess, so Hunter is missing a few things. Uh, like, you know, secret support is, like I highlighted, is pretty pretty poor, right? So we need, we need some secret help. Or like, they said they could switch cards out of the core set, so... If we're not getting it, hey, you know, let's take some secrets out of the core set and give us something else. <laughs> I would love to have Dire Frenzy. I've been trying to make Freebird work. It's pretty terrible without any sort of way to put more of them in my deck. Um, stuff like that. So, uh, But I think another area that we're really lacking is uh, Death Rattles. So we have, um, we have uh, Defense Attorney Nathanos, who's just a super cool card. Um, and lets you kind of discover a death rattle that's already died and, and replay the death rattle, get another copy in your hand. Just a great value engine. So I was running a deck um, with our new Yelling Yodeler. And I don't know if our listeners are familiar with Yelling Yodeler from watching Death Knight play, but Hunter can also play Yelling Yodeler. Um, but the death, the, the death rattles are so poor that you're really kind of uh, limited to running it with eggs or... Um, like you can run it with Nathanos, Invincible is cool. The uh, the beast, the eight mana beast horse. Oh, you played a you played an undead you played a whole undead hunter, didn't you? Recently. Yeah, so I played I played seventy or eighty games with a, a death rattle hunter just to try to you know really test this out, test out Yodeler, and there are some cool things you can do with Invincible and like an undead kind of shell, so. You know, you, if you find Invincible off the bottom of your deck with Harpoon Gun, you can get it down kind of early, buff a, you know, a, a wild uh, wild seed, because those are undead, or you could buff a, um, I'm running Zombeasts, I'm running the Scourge Tamers in that deck. Um, but that deck was really fun, it just didn't do very good against Paladin, so all of a sudden Paladin is uh, taking over, it's kind of hard to, hard to play that deck. <laughs> um but I guess what I'm what I was getting at is there really aren't a lot of early death rattle minions that you want to play, something like a kindly grandmother or a, I, I hate I, I hesitate to suggest bloated python because that card wasn't very good but like something where there's a good a decent early game death rattle that we would want to run yelling yodeler with, so just running the eggs isn't really doing it for me. Um, they're okay, it's just they're kind of clunky and they don't, you know, you kind of have to draw exactly your egg into the yodeler for it to feel functional. Um, so yeah, 
or even like something else like Invincible. Like if you get Yodeler on a Sin Runner and destroy two enemy minions, that's pretty cool. And if you get Yodeler on Invincible and buff plus 10 plus 10 on your board, then that's amazing, right? But it's hard to set those things up. So I feel like Hunter needs more early synergy where you'd want to like, there's no play dead, there's no feign death. You know, we don't have Terran Gore Fiend or anything to really kind of pull it all together. So we need more early Death Runnel stuff um, for that, I think. That would be cool. A little bit more Arcane stuff would be nice. Fair. It seems like uh, Blizzard forgot about Nathanos, like Sylvanas forgot about Nathanos when she got to the Shadowlands. But... Um, <laughs> neither <laughs> here nor there. <laughs> yeah, neither here nor there. Um, so, actually, one final question. Uh, if you could bring any one card into core that's not there for Hunter... What would you like to bring back? And why is it Face Stalker? Face mm. Stalker would be quite good. That might make the most sense. Um, we don't have any small beasts either. Like we have, you know, we've got the wild seeds and we've got the monkeys. But we don't really. Like, I kind of miss Crackling Razor Maw too. That'll be an another good one. Oh, my goodness. And I'd, I'd put out a whole post about what course that I wanted. And I also had Verisa Windrunner on there. Because she would be sweet with the Arcane deck. Like, maybe if they made her one mana cheaper. But For our listeners, what does she do again? She is a 5-6 legendary that gives you Thoridol, the Star's Fury. It's a 2-3 weapon that when you swing it, it gives you plus 2 spell power for the turn. So, like, if you ran her, then you get, you know, you juice up all your Arcane spells. Being super fun. So one of those three would be awesome. But yeah, Face Stalker would definitely go a long way. Well, fantastic. But Doc, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get full, but I think I have a little room for dessert. Yeah, dessert sounds good. And uh, speaking about dessert, Sadisi, what dessert is your favorite? Ooh, uh, hmm. I like, I'm a big fan of pie. Ooh. Like fruit pie. But okay. uh, I'm not too picky. I'll uh, I'll eat just about anything. <laughs> Love a good blueberry pie. My man. We'll go with that. That's a what about you guys? very good answer. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I know that one's kind of random, but we figured it was uh, just like kind of a fun last hoorah question. We're trying to work in new uh, bits. <laughs> yeah. Coin Conceit asked me about my sandwich, so, you know, that was kind of in the same vein that was good okay <laughs> podcasts like food is what i'm gathering from this and i'm an old man uh, <laughs> yeah you got food there's a joke on squelch for those that don't listen they have the a food with old men chat very often so listeners uh a way you can let us know how we're doing with the show is you can leave us a review on apple itunes spotify whatever podcatcher of your choice. Uh, make it honest. We would prefer, for visibility reasons, a five-star review, and then just have you spill your heart out in the depth of the review. But uh, let us know where, let us know the good, bad, the ugly, uh, so that we can make the show as good as we want everyone to think the show is. Um, Sadisi, where can people find you? I am Sidisi TV, S-I-D-I-S-I -I -I TV. 
uh, Twitter and Twitch. So yeah, check me out. I'm streaming on Tuesday and Sunday nights after the kids are in bed. And I'll usually post on Twitter about what I'm doing and when, what exactly what time I'll be on. So check me out on there. All the Hunter news on Twitter. So if you want to know what the latest decks are, always feel free to tweet at me and I'll, I'll help you out. Perfect. Thank you. Tito, where can people find you? You can find me at Tito Santana HS on both Twitter and Twitch. How about yourself, Doc? Uh, yeah, so you can find me at Doc McButt on Twitter and Twitch. And you can also email the show at breadandbutterhs at gmail.com. And that is N as in the letter. Uh, leave a review, email us, we'll read it out on the show. Doc, shout outs, are you okay? Oh, yeah, sorry. I read ahead and, yep, no, we're good. Uh, we will fix that in post. Uh, Sidisi, <laughs> any shout outs you'd like to give today? Uh, thank you to you guys for having me on. It was amazing. I really enjoyed it. You guys are amazing. And uh, we'll pour one out for Hope of Kelthalos. Yep. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, I got to shout you out because you've hunter one of my favorite classes always fun to see what what your brain comes up with for what you're wanting to do with hunter and uh haven't replicated the success but have had fun with some of the lists of yours i've tried uh yeah tito how about yourself um well obviously i'd like to thank sid for coming on uh especially at a short notice i i I started talking to sid about sunday night about coming on and be able to work out something pretty quick so i appreciate that and um it just just i i really like the idea of having uh these class experts on and i can't think of anybody more of a class expert than sid so sid thank you and um i think that's it for me this week how about yourself doc yeah i am good all right well I think that's it for us guys tonight. I think we're toast. We'll see ya. <laughs> bye bye. Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light. <laughs>